Hey team, welcome to the podcast. So for today's episode, it's a Q&A. So what I've done was on my Instagram, I asked you guys to ask me a few questions. I only expected about maybe four or five people to um, ask, but I got a few in. So I'll try to answer all of them. If I don't, I'll do it on another one. Uh, we'll get straight into it. All right, first question is, what made you want to start a podcast? Well, for me... Um, I, yeah, I just like the information that comes out of podcasts. I think like with sort of like TV, radio, and probably even like YouTube now, it's starting to, you can't really say what you want. People are sort of like blocking out what you want to say and things like that. So I think with podcasts, that's what I sort of like. Like even if you sort of listen to Joe Rogan stuff at the start, he just say whatever he wants, doesn't really give a fuck. So... I, l I really like that about it, and yeah, it's just like no restrictions, and I sort of wanted to, to, I just thought you don't have to be a celebrity to have a good story, so just sort of bringing everyday people's stories to life, um, so that's why I wanted to start one, um, but yeah, I've been a huge fan of podcasts for years, like I remember back in the, when I used to work in the mines, when I'd done Fly and Fly Out, um, I was sitting in the back of the truck, it was, we were doing night shift, and I remember I was just searching through things because I was bored, and um, I went on podcast because I had, like, on my iPhone, I was like, what the heck is this? I don't even know what it is, so I searched, like, went in there and searched Paul Check because I was a big Paul Check fan, and it came up that he was on the Underground Wellness podcast by Sean Croxton, uh, so I downloaded it and listened to it. And yeah, pretty much straight away I was hooked. Um, and yeah, after that, for years after that, I used to just sort of like joke around with my mates and that, and say that I was gonna that I had a podcast or that I was gonna start one and stuff like that. Um, and then yeah, last year when we went into lockdown, the community that I'm in the real movement community, they sort of said for me like you had to write down your goals. And I wrote down eventually that I want to have a podcast. And Keegan, the guy in there, sort of said to me, why can't you have that now? And I made up all these stories and excuses. And then he sort of just said to me, get it started by the end of next week. So he sort of put a timeline on it and made me do it. And that's where we are now. So, yeah. Our next question is... What are your top five books? Um, that's a hard one, I think, for me, because they always change a bit over the years. Um, I might like a book for yeah a couple of years or whatever, and then I might change my mindset or might look at it from a different angle and it might change it. But at the moment, I think uh, people over profit, by Dale Partridge, um, I think that's his name, yeah, um, I like that one, um, Relentless by Tim Grover, uh, what else, probably Conscious Coaching, um, I think that one's by Brett Bartholomew, um, yeah, I really enjoyed that one, um, own the day, own your life. I think that's 
it's from Albury Marcus, I think that's what's called. And probably what's that? One, two, three, four. Probably Can't Hurt Hurt Me by David Goggins. Um Yeah, those probably my top five at the moment. Um probably I'll why are they probably my top five? Probably um the David Goggins one just just mindset. Um I really like that one. It sort of gave me a kick up the ass and sort of made me think about instead of being a victim, you can be a victor. So yeah, it was a big wake up call. I read it and then listened to it on audio book and yeah, it was it was impact I had a lot of impact um on me. So I like that one. Um, what was the other one I said? Own the day, own your life. Uh, the Aubrey Marcus one. I think that what I liked about that one, it was just, it looked at everything like holistically and sort of got everything flowing again for me. Like I stopped doing things that I used to talk about or used to say, but I'd stopped, I had stopped doing them like meditation and things like that. So, uh, reading that book sort of got me back into it. Um, Relentless Tim Grover I think that what I like about that one Is just a mindset thing Like for coaching And a little bit for for myself as well um, It's sort of just Yeah it's it like When I read it It gives me sort of like a strong mentality um, What was the other one I said Conscious Coaching I like that one just like for my line of work and things like that. It sort of puts things into perspective and sort of um, makes me like not overcomplicate things and keeps things simple for me. So for me being a coach, that's what uh, one of the books I like. And and what was the other one? People Over Profit. Um, what I like about that one is like a business sort of book, but... Yeah, it just makes you sort of think about um, just yeah respecting the people more than trying to go out and make a short-term profit and things like that. So, yeah, those are the books that I like at the moment. There's other books out there that are um, sort of that I really rate, like what's it, Atomic Habits and that 50 Cent book, um, 50 Laws or something like that, but yeah they always evolve like always as we evolve i always change and like my lists but i'm very big on at the moment like what i used to do was i used to try and read a book every month and it was purely just for the fact of just saying oh yeah i've read that i've read that and i got to the point where i had read something like within two years i'd read something like 30 or 40 books almost but I hadn't implemented anything that I'd sort of read from those books so I cut back on my reading a lot lately over the last probably two years or something so if I do read a book now I try and like get something out of it and implement it straight away I don't just sit on it and say yeah I've read that oh yeah I know what it is and then I only like sort of talk about it when somebody talks about it to me, just so I sound smart, but really, yeah, I'm not doing anything about it. So, yeah, for me, I'm big on reading, but as long as you're implementing it as well. Uh, this one is, whose work do you follow and who are your mentors? Well, 
I think this is because the person who um, sent it through is in the fitness industry, so I think it's related to that. So probably people I sort of follow and whose work I do, like as most people know, I'm a big Paul Check fan. Um, I got into his work fairly early when I was um, I was at Fitness First, and yeah, I just loved his thoughts on things and um, like on his, not only just his training but just mindset, food, everything like holistically, like just everything he covered. So huge Paul Check fan. I still get into a lot of his work now. Um, yeah, like when I was at Fitness First, they used to have a guy, Donald Donald Carr. Um, he used to fly around and do stuff for Fitness First. And I remember when I met him here in Perth, um, we got chatting and it just made me want to get into it a bit more. And I was lucky enough to meet Paul Check when he came over to Australia and spent a week here. So, yeah, I got to spend a week with him Um doing a course or something and yeah it was really good uh, one thing that sort of came out of that time that I spent with them here was because the course was in Sydney and it went Monday through Friday I think it was yeah and so I was over there and my dad lives over in Sydney and when I got to Sydney because I hadn't seen my dad for like maybe 15 years or something so when I flew over, the first couple of days, um, Paul Check started talking and he was like speaking about um, families and all that sort of stuff and it sort of made me want to chat to my dad because, yeah, I hadn't spoken to him. So I reached out to him when I was on probably like day two or something or day three, I told him that I was in Sydney and, yeah, at the end of the course... Um, my dad said that he'll come pick me up and I remember I was starting to get a bit anxious towards the end of it and Donald, his wife, his wife Kathy, was sort of standing there with Paul Check, and they sort of said, um, if anything bad happens, like we're going to be in here, just come back and uh, we'll look after you. And yeah, I went out there, spoke to my dad. I ended up yeah, spending, going back spending the night with him and um, chatting to him, catching up. So, yeah, huge Paul Check fan. Um, who else? Uh, Keegan Smith, big Keegan Smith fan. So how I started getting into his work was I've always been a Parramatta Eels fan and his father, Brian Smith, used to coach the Eels years ago. He coached them for a long time. And... Um, when I saw Keegan had started like putting out work and all that sort of stuff, um, it sort of like resonated with me straight away just because I was like into like rugby league and all that sort of stuff. So got into that and then, yeah, got to meet him when he came to Perth and yeah, ever since then, like yeah, he's been like a good, good sort of friend of mine, sort of helps me out if I need anything, like I'll message him and he always replies back. So, yeah, probably Keegan Smith. And then I'd say as well, um, like our, our owner of RBT, so Travis Jones, he's helped me out a lot um, since I've been here. Sort of not only like 
within RBT, but he sort of helped me out with my own sort of stuff and educated me a lot more on the business side of things rather than just coaching. So I'll probably say Travis Jones as well. And then probably even um, like Ryan Dixon. So he's the one that gave me the shot here at RBT. And yeah, just to see what, where, what he used to be like to where he is now. Um, yeah, so he's always been a bit of a mentor of mine as well. So, yeah. Uh, next question is, when are you moving back home? When you come home, you can train me. Um, I used to always say that I was going to move home like next year. It was always, oh, next year, next year. And I like I do want to move home at some point but at the moment um i'm just enjoying my life here um like yeah i just i've got a really good job um i work with some really good people uh i've got really good sort of like members here at the gym my life outside the gym is pretty good so yeah, I'm, at the moment, I'm pretty happy. Um, I do train a couple of people online from back in New Zealand, but um, yeah, not anytime soon. Maybe next year. No, nah, I don't know. Um, maybe one day, one day. All right, next question. Um, <laughs> I want to read it how it's said. My bra. Would you consider yourself an influencer now you've got lots of followers? Uh, <laughs> nah, I wouldn't actually. Um, I think, yeah, I, like, I sit on social media a lot. Um, like, I enjoy it, but I think most of the stuff on there is like, yeah. I I don't really get much out of it. I do just sort of just have fun with it. Um, but I don't think I'm an, I don't think, I'm an influencer that way. I think with me, um, as long as I'm influencing the right people, so like my sons, as long as they can sort of look at me and be proud of me and know that um, like I'm a good father, then you know I feel like I'm doing the right thing there. Um, I think somebody said to me the other week, um, would you take a bullet for your child? And I sort of said, yeah, obviously I would, but I think there's more to it. I think it shouldn't just be that one moment that you do something for your kids. I think it's um, there's a lot more to it, sort of like what are you feeding your your children, how are your behaviours around your children and things like that. So it got pretty deep. So, um, yeah, I don't think I'm an influencer that way. Um, but, yeah, as long as... My family and my friends um, view me as a good person. That's all that matters to me. All right, next question is, how are the rugby strong guys going with their trainings? Um, um, they actually done really well, so they finished up uh, the program a couple months ago now, but I'll do a podcast just on that because um, yeah, it's too much to talk about and I think it deserves a bit more than a short answer so yeah I'll do a potty on that in the next couple of weeks or something next question is 
Are you still doing the SNC for Netherlands? So, yes, I am. So, for the people that don't know, I am the strength and conditioning coach for Netherlands Rugby Club. Um, so, I've been doing it since 2019, properly. Um, 2018, I sort of done, like helped out a little bit, but um, yeah, 2019, I came on properly and done it. And yeah, been enjoying it ever since. Um, I think yeah, like I, I I enjoy it. It's a challenge, especially having that many quality players um, in front of you. You sort of have to take your coaching to another level, and you can't sort of muck around. Otherwise, they're not going to learn or anything off you. So yeah, still doing that role, enjoying it. I think. Um, when I took over, oh not took over, when I took the role on, I think, so the head coach, Rao, Ra, he wanted us to sort of treat the players like they're superstars almost. So from my department, it was sort of almost making them feel like pros. So with the pre-game and post-game, what we do is so weigh in before the game, um, and then we'll take your weights. Then there's like drinks and all that sort of stuff um, before the game that you'll drink and all that sort of jazz. And then after the game, it's weighing in again and just comparing the data. And then there's protein shakes, food, and all that sort of stuff. And then just your usual SNC stuff, checking in, seeing our how bod people's bodies are feeling and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, it's pretty full on. Um, I am enjoying it. Last year, obviously, it was a bit harder with COVID, but this year, things are looking pretty good. So, still enjoying the role, still loving it. And, yeah, I feel grateful that I have that role. Uh, next question is... <laughs> what coffee do you drink? And after you drink it, how does it make you feel? <laughs> um, so I have a long Mac topped up. Um, I, every day I pretty much get a coffee when I come into work here. So I'll go to Peppermint Green. Peppermint Green and June Lup. Best coffee for me. I think best coffee. Um, good people there too. So I'll go there in the mornings. I'll get a long Mac topped up. They know my order. They know it better than me. Sometimes I'll forget. So long Mac topped up. And <laughs> after I've drunk it, I feel a little extra cute. So <laughs> there it is. Next question. Or well, there's two. The first one is you're always training your son. Um, so what age did you start training him? And the second one is... At what age would you start training a kid in strength training? So I can answer both. So with Carter, um, he was he's been doing sports from a pretty young age. Uh, he was doing judo since he was like four or five, and then started playing rugby when he was about F five or something like that, or rugby league. So. With him, he's always been fairly active. Um, and with his training, like, when we would do... Like, I, if you follow me on Instagram, 
um, back when he was like first going to school, I used to make him run home and stuff like that. So, yeah, he's he's sort of had some sort of training from a young age, but I haven't like pressured him to do it or anything like that. He sort of always wanted to do it. He's a very competitive kid. Um, and like if he loses at judo or something like that, or if he loses a game of rugby league, like he always wants to go to the park and try and get better. So, um, yeah, that's up. That's him. So he started pretty young. In regards to like strength training, when to start, I don't really have a set age. Um, I remember when I first got in the industry years and years ago, and they used to say that. Um, don't put kids under a bar or whatever or do strength training with them until they're like 16 or something like that. Um, but I think I think it just depends. Like if you've got a real high-level coach or your um, coach has a, like a lot of knowledge, I think, you know, you can start teaching them the basics, yeah, like basic fundamentals of the lifts and all that from a young age. Like with Carter, he knows the basics of a squat and a couple other lifts, and he's he's turning nine this year, but it's not something that we go into the gym every week and we practice. It's just um, little little things here and there, so he's not on an actual specific uh, strength training program, but he does know basics. But I do have a couple friends that sort of train young athletes, and I think they're like nine or ten or something like that, or f- or maybe even a little bit older and they're doing some barbell work. And, yeah, I think even when I... Yeah, I'd done a... At one of the courses I'd done, um, one of the coaches there was saying that he coaches a nine-year-old in um, lifting. So, yeah, I think it just depends on the child and depends on the coaching because... Yeah, I don't think, like, I don't recommend, say, parents that they have the right intentions and they want the best thing for their kids, but they have a bench press at home and, and a couple and a squat rack or whatever, and they're like, all right, come outside. Well, I'm going to teach you how to do this and that. And they get them squatting and benching, deadlift and all that, and they don't have the actual knowledge of the lifts and stuff like that. It's... They put they push the kid a little bit too far, too fast, and yeah, I think it's a recipe for disaster. But I think with the right coaching, um, yeah, you can start them off young. Um, next question is, how are the eels gonna go this year? <laughs> um, I think they'll do all right. I think top eight, definitely top eight. And then from there, anything can happen. But I think they got a good team. Like they got good forwards. Obviously, got Junior up front. Um, you know, Ryan Madison there, second row. Nathan Brown, and then they got King Guffo at the back, and Moses and Brown in the half. So I think they got a good team. Not too bad a bench as well. But yeah, I think once yeah. Once you get in the top eight, anything can happen. Um, they pretty, they play all right against a big team. So um, I have booked my grand final tickets because I think we'll win this year. But nah, I think they'll do all right. Um, but 
We'll see how they go. Um, this question: Will you ever do another charity ride on the air bike? Um, so for all you guys that don't know, I think um, I think it was last year when the bushfires happened here in Australia. We done a charity um, fundraiser to help out. So I knew that people, because I punish people every day, so I know that people wanted to get their revenge on me. So I said we'd have a boot camp, and for every dollar raised, I'll do a calorie on the air bike. And I think we fundraised something like 2000 500 or something like that um something ridiculous oh not ridiculous but you know it was a big number and um so i actually because i had done some bike riding before the before that i i kind of was going into it pretty confident and i sort of was thinking to myself this is going to be easy it's going to be a breeze because i was doing I, like I'd ride to work or I'd do bike rides and I'd get like 500 calories or something like that. But I was just, just not even thinking and I was just like, oh, 2,000, I'll get that easy. And so anyway, we had the boot camp yeah, and I got 2,000 something and honestly it was one of the most painful things I've ever done in my life. So I think I started at maybe 1 o'clock or 12 o'clock or something like that and i think i didn't finish till like 5 30 or 6 or something so it took me ages like i wasn't going at a hard out pace like i wasn't doing anything crazy i just wanted to get it done but oh i was killing my legs and it was killing oh i i went to a dark place i started questioning a lot of things in my life and um yeah, when I finished it, I remember, so we had two members that sort of, they spent a lot of their day here, so it was um, Karapé and Barry, so I did, we did have members from RBT that popped in and out during the day just to check in on me, and they bring like little drinks and stuff like that, but those two spent most of the day with me, um, like Barry, he had, re he had, had an injury, so he was doing um, injury rehab at the time, so he came here, didn't go to his rehab, then came back, checked in on me, then he like shot off, done something else, come back, and then the same with Karapir. Karapir, he um he what yeah, he didn't have the day off. Oh, he had the day off work, but he came in, started off, then he went home, I think he had something to eat, then he came back and just sat there. And if it wasn't for them, I probably wouldn't have been able to do it. But um oh, it was painful. And then I remember as soon as I finished, I jumped off and hugged the boys. And I was like, yes, I'm finally done. Sort of cooled down a little bit. And then they left. And then as they left, I was locking the gym up and I just lost it crying. I don't know even, I don't know why I was sad. I wasn't crying at anything. I was just bawling my eyes. I was just in that much pain. But um, yeah, it took me to a dark place, but it was good. I don't know if I'll do it again. Probably for the right cause, I might do it again. But yeah, that that was hectic. Um, yeah. Next question is: How has the fitness industry changed?
from when you began until now. Um, oh, it's it's always evolving. I think one of the main things, without getting too deep into it, is obviously social media. Social media has changed um, the way everything is now, but I think yeah, it's changed the fitness industry uh, for good and for bad. Like one of the bad things is everybody is a coach or a PT now, but um, I think there are lots of positives with it. I think one of the positives is when I first started, like if I wanted to know what Paul Check was doing, um, you know, it'd be like a little blog or something on his website that he might update once a month or not even that, or it could be a YouTube clip or I'd have to wait a year or two until he came to Australia. Whereas now... Um, you know, you have that access at your fingertips and you can reach out to them, you can send them messages and things like that. So I think that's a good thing with it. Um, yeah, I think what was it back in the days, like you'd have to wait for an article on PT on the net, I think it was called. So, But now it's like everybody's got their stuff up, everybody's got stuff out there. So um, I think, yeah, social media's changed. I think it's good too because... Um, I think, like, you'd think it would, coaches would be competitive. There probably, are, there are competitive coaches out there. But it also, it brings coaches together because, you know, they get to share each other's knowledge and people like working with each other and things like that. And I think, like, for me, like, I might see someone like something that, you know, that I'll, something that I'm following and then I might be like, oh, like they get into that. And then when I see them or speak to them, you know, then we, we've got something in common and then we start chatting, you know, and it's it's good. And then we start sharing knowledge and stuff like that. So I think that's one of the good things with it too. Um, I think also like there's more sort of coaching communities now. I think obviously with social media, there's like groups and stuff. But also like, yeah, like, Coaches are always catching up with each other and things like that. So, and I think also like with social media, it's making people be better because you don't want to be posting, you know, rubbish things or things that you know aren't going to work because people are going to ask questions and things like that. So it's kind of you have to, or not have to, but you know, you you post good stuff good content you know and then you get good feedback and things like that so uh, i think yeah social media's changed a big time um but yeah i think yeah, for the better so it's good uh, almost to the end here um next question is <laughs> what are the things you don't like in the fitness industry also would you like to do one 12 week detox <laughs> Um, that question's from one of my mates. He's a coach. <laughs> we always joke about that. Um, I think, yeah, I like the industry. I love the industry. If I didn't like it, I wouldn't have strived so hard to be in it. You know, I could have just worked in the mines forever. But I, li I love it. I think there are negatives to it. I think, yeah, one of the negatives I don't like is when coaches speak badly about other coaches to just to try and get a new client or a new member or whatever um 
Yeah, I don't like that. I think your actions should speak more like um, you shouldn't have to do that to get members. Um, just get some referrals or whatever. If you're that good, just get referrals. But, yeah, I don't like that. Because, um, you know, that's people's livelihood. So if, you know, you're talking bad about someone, yeah, I don't like that. I get that it's in every industry, like, if you want to shop at Big W, you know, Kmart might be cheaper and stuff like that. But I don't think people need to speak personally about people like that. Uh, but, yeah, I try not to get too caught up in all of that. Um, it doesn't really phase me. As I get older, I don't really care too much. But I know back in the days I used to get annoyed. But, yeah. And last question here is... Um, who are your next guests you've got lined up? So I've got a few guests lined up. Uh, one of them is, um, I'll tell you this one, we just have to get our, like, make sure our schedules meet. But Travis Church, so most of you that know me know he's a good friend of mine, but he's doing big things in New Zealand with coaching for rugby. Um, he's looking at starting possibly a scrum school, um, but probably getting him on it'll probably be less educational more banter um but yeah i'm looking forward to having him on um and there are a few others i did have some lined up just before christmas but then yeah they our schedules didn't meet because they started working away and things like that but um i've got a few lined up at the moment um yeah just waiting for our schedules to link up but yeah so looking forward to having travis on so yeah that's all the questions for now there were other questions there like pretty basic ones that I, i've replied to just saying like people saying how do i get a stronger deadlift and how do i like should i go keto and things like that um you know i'll answer those individually i don't need to put them on here but um, if I did miss any of your questions, just flick me a message and I'll try and answer them to the best of my ability. Um, but yeah, that's it for now. Thanks for listening. Hope you all enjoy it and we'll have our next episode up within the next couple of weeks. Thanks.